Like the ultimate baby face. Ultimate baby face? NXT. NXT. Ty Dillinger? Think of like ska music. Ska music? No yeah. way, Jose? <laughs> what? No! Does he come out to ska music? Sammy Zayn! Oh, Sammy Zayn! I was like, I was like, what's ska? And then I was like, oh, Sammy Zayn! And then, okay. And now, it's time for Making Kayfabe with your host, Bryson Dillon. Welcome to episode 7 of Making Kayfabe, the only wrestling podcast, we think, that takes <laughs> wrestling history and reads the, the only wrestling podcast, we think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they told pretty us sure. This. I didn't see any other ones, so I'm pretty sure this is the only one. <laughs> The only wrestling podcast that takes wrestling history and rewrites it in a much more aesthetically pleasing fashion. It's your good friends Bryce and Dylan here to take you through yet another kayfabe deconstruction. Dylan, are you well? I am well. I mean, I guess. On a, scale, a- on a scale of one to well, where are you? I mean, it's probably like a six. <laughs> six? That's alright. That's better than average, right? Above average, yeah. Above average. Good stuff. So, yeah, normally before each episode Dylan and I will kind of brief each other on what or who um, the subject is going to be for the episode but this week I decided to keep it a secret from Dylan because I thought it would be, it'd be cool to get his uh, his genuine reaction on who I've picked because it is, it's pretty out there it's one that Dylan, I don't think anyone's going to guess um, who the episode's on. Uh, well, if, if you're listening to this episode, you probably already know the, by the title of it in your podcast. <laughs> but I mean, Dylan, <laughs> yeah. the, the point is, Dylan knows nothing. Uh, you Do you know who I've got the podcast about, Dylan? I have no idea. Like, at, at first, when you started talking about it, and you're like, I think you're going to be excited about it, very interested. I'm like, he's probably going to pick, like, somebody, one of my favorites, like, you know, one of my favorites who didn't really get a good, sh- you know, kind of take on it, like maybe Al Snow or Raven. But yeah. then whenever you're like, you'll never be able to guess who it is. I'm like, wow. See, I would totally guess. Obviously, I would guess my own favorites. So if I would never guess who it is, you know, that that that's a very interesting kind of um, spin on things. So is it from the do I get clues or are you just going to hit me with it? I'll give you some clues. So is it, is it from the Attitude Era? Or are no. you going to... You, okay. Oh, okay. Not from the Attitude Era. It's, it's recent. It's in the last last five years, I would say. Okay. So, right. Let me give you some clues. So, yes. it's somebody in wrestling who has never really been well-liked, I suppose, um, and someone who's actually actually left the business for a good few years ago now. So, yeah, it's, they've, they've not been part of wrestling for quite a while. She... <gasps> has been called the worst female wrestler of all time. Uh, whether justify or not. Oh, um, no way. Uh, there's there's one... Hey, do you know who it is? I suspect I do, but hit me with the other clue. So, yeah. The one thing that I think is clear is that she was very good at getting you know heat from the audience yeah. because yeah. they fucking detested her. Um, so, Dylan, who, 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 do you, who do you think it is? Are you really going to do Eve Marie? I'm going to do Eve Marie. <laughs> oh my God. I'll read everything. I, I do the one I got to say, I'm on your side about this. Yeah. I'm totally on your side. Now, the, the, the thing about Eve Marie, whenever she was started, like she was totally a heel, mag- you know, heat magnet. Like she really yeah. did draw a lot of heat. And 
she also like clearly was trying to learn how to be better. Yeah. You know, like she wasn't a great wrestler, mm. but I thought in the time she was there, she was actively trying to get better and she wanted to learn more about the business. And I don't think anybody can like, you know, uh, say too mean of a word about her whenever yeah. she was actually trying to do her best. And I think she, you know, I think she got like a really bad rap. I think, yeah, I think you're right. We're, we're going to go into this more in the actual podcast part of it. But I mean, she, she started in WWE and like she she was awful. Like she was an awful wrestler. She she couldn't hit the ropes, like every move, even the basics she was doing looked fucking awful in the ring. But mm-hmm. she actually started getting trained by Brian Kendrick. Um, like, but I'll, I'll, and Brian Kendrick kind of like, it was videos online of, of her doing like, you know, suicide dives over the, over the top rope and like doing all these like intricate kind of wrestling maneuvers, like reversals and then and, and submissions and all of that in Brian Kendrick school. So, um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a point in time where she did try, but she never, she never did get the credit for giving it a good go, you know? So mm-hmm. what's your favorite even rematch? The one she had against Brian Kendrick. <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite one. It's the the Survivor Series match. Do you remember this? I really should. I really should say yes because I've done so much research. But no, I I don't. I don't remember it. (laughs) It was like it was like Total Divas versus you know the WWF or WWE um, women. That was the angle. It was a Survivor Series match. Right. So like Eva Marie and JoJo were in it. Ah. This is like JoJo's like first match, I think, or second match. I think the same for Eva Marie as well. And then you had other guys who were on that show, like probably the Bella Twins or whatever, and Natalia or something. And then they were fighting, you know, the girls who were wrestlers. Like, I can't remember who, but I imagine it was like Beth Phoenix and AJ Lee and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. I remember this match because, like, the crowd, as you're probably going to talk about, fucking hated Eva Marie and JoJo. Hated them both. Yeah. And there there was a brilliant bit. I think it must have been Beth Phoenix was in the match. And she was just like cleaning house for the for the wrestlers, mm. and um, there was only one person left on the apron, which was little JoJo, mm. and the audience like all in unison were like, you know, you know, we want JoJo. They oh, they wow. wanted to see her get her ass kicked. All oh, right, I see, I see. And uh, it was like a beautiful moment because I'm like, you know, in some ways, like, isn't that exactly what the company wants? yeah exactly exactly what they want yeah um so yes i uh i remember that so i'm going to have to say that match as my favorite because this is the only one i can remember fair play fair play she was was in nxt for a bit like they they bumped her down to nxt they did i I think she fought oscar a couple of times right yeah she did she she her last match in nxt was a loss to oscar but we'll get into that We'll, we'll get We'll get into that. Stop, stop, stop ruining the podcast, Dylan, like, with your fucking extensive Eva Marie knowledge, all right? I, I can't <laughs> stop ruining the podcast. It's what I was here for. Fucking old Dylan everything. Uh, <laughs> right, should, should we dive into a little bit of background about Eva Marie then? I would love to hear it. All right, so Eva Marie, um, she, she was born in Michigan uh, to a Mexican mother and an Italian father. Uh, wow. When- wow, you are, that's... <laughs> Right. The hell of a start so far, going all the way back to when she was born. Yeah, at two years old, she done this. At three years, yeah, I've got the whole history of you, Marie. Not really. So, when, just a bit of background on her as a person, because there isn't okay. much of a background as her as a wrestler, because she didn't really last that long. So, That's true. Um, but yeah, growing up, she wanted to be a football player. Um, so, uh, for our American listeners, soccer. 
Uh, but unfortunately, that dream was cut short. She suffered an ankle injury. Um, she wanted to. She basically made a few more attempts at football before graduating from California State University. She got a she got a BA in business management and human resources before moving on to chase a career in modelling and acting. So that's her. That's her kind of before pre WWE life. So in 2013, she came across a WWE tryout advertisement, quote by chance. Uh, and was signed to a developmental contract where she would learn how to wrestle the, the famous, uh, she would learn how to wrestle at the famous WB Performance Center in Florida. She became part of Total Divas before her main roster or even developmental debut, but was promoted to the main WB roster after two weeks of wrestling training. After two weeks of wrestling training. So, Listen, yeah, she's obviously a prodigy. Yeah. Who else, who else with two weeks of wrestling training has gone straight to the main roster? We'll tell you what, I, I am trained to be a wrestler right now. I am in my I am my seventh week of wrestling training. By week two, I I barely learned how to how to roll and how to put on a a worked headlock or a wrist lock. That that's what I could do, barely. Yeah. But we're talking about Eva Marie here. She I mean that she can wrestle, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clearly she's got the skills. Oh, of course, yeah, clearly she did. So her her first her first official match was part of a six women tag team match on the October seventh, two thousand and thirteen edition of Raw, teaming with team of your girl Jojo and okay. Natalia to defeat Aksana, Alicia Fox and Rosa Mendez. So all the classics. <laughs> yeah. Natalia had her workout for that night for sure. Like she was in the ring with Jojo, Eva Marie, Aksana, Alicia Fox and Rosa Mendez. Like to be, I will, uh, Alicia Fox isn't that bad. I like Alicia Fuck Fox. Off. I like Alicia Fox. Fuck her right off. Hang on, you're you're defending Eva Marie, so you better watch your mouth, buddy. <laughs> she was, Alicia Fox is not a good wrestler. Alicia Fox is better than Eva Marie. We're gonna discuss this later. That's, that's, that is an outrageous accusation. Like um, Alicia Fox Alicia Fox was in WWE for what, 10, 10 12 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And She's still well. No, actually, actually, now that you mention that, she had a really good Northern Light suplex, didn't she? She hits a beautiful Northern Light suplex. Too fair to her, like she was good like, at that. It's it's picture perfect. I don't yeah, think I've ever seen anybody do one as good as her. It's one of the best. Yeah, it looks great. Um, so fair play to that. But everything else sucked. All right. <laughs> oh, and also she wears hats to the ring, and that's awesome. Thank you. My defense of um, Alicia Fox is now at the at the end. Please continue. Well, I can't, I can't count to argue that. So, on the February 14th, 2014, she made her first official singles match debut, defeating Alicia Fox on the 756th edition of SmackDown. She then made her WrestleMania debut that year, competing in a 14 Diva Vicky Guerrero Invitational match for the WWE Divas Championship, which was won by defending champion AJ Lee in six minutes and 47 seconds. Wow. The length, of, the length of the match, kind of showing the the state of the women's division at the time, um, or, or showing how good AJ Lee is. Or heard that, yeah, but I mean, I mean, at the time, this was yeah. like this is 2014. Some would argue that this was um, the division being held together by you know people, trustworthy workers like AJ Lee and Natalia and Emma and all these people. But you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the women's division was in a bit of a state. <laughs> yes, um, I will, I will concede. Even Ray would go on to feud with Summer Rae, AJ Lee and the Bella Twins before being moved down to NXT, as you, as you mentioned, and uh, off camera becoming Brian Kendrick's special project, who would start teaching her how to wrestle. So, you know, this is, of course, after she had wrestled 49 matches in front of live audiences, including a match at WrestleMania. But, hey, you Whoa. Start somewhere. 
So forty nine yeah. matches according to Cage Match. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, for having no like proper training, you I know mean, what I mean? Like, the I remote, mean, obviously she yeah. had training, but I mean, like forty nine matches when you're that green. I mean, they're pretty main, good. They're mainly tag team matches, matches that are less than five minutes in length, that kind of thing. Go in, do a few spots, and then kind of get out. Um, so uh, it's not, a, it's not. A, this is like, this is not on TV. This is, this is house shows as well, and this is, this is, uh, you know, all, all of the above. So yeah, she's done forty nine matches, and then she learned how to wrestle. So <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kendrick. Uh, so yeah, in her NXT debut, she beat fellow newcomer Cassie, uh, who would uh, go on to become Peyton Royce, and oh. went in a bit of a winning streak. So defeating names like Billy Kay and Carmella and Liv Morgan uh, until she lost to NXT Women's Champion Asuka in her farewell match for NXT. So yeah, she, she began to, as you mentioned, she began to attract a lot of heat uh, from the WWE Universe. She, she, she always had that natural kind of love to hate personality um you know she, she was venomously booed every time she appeared on camera on xt and wwe television when she got back to the main roster in march of 2016 she was still booed big time by the you know the smart marks in the crowd basically uh they get hit her with the whole you can't wrestle and all these kind of things at her um and basically every match she was in she got that chance and she was booed and just nobody liked her which is a damn shame but hey like, it's not her fault it's WWE's fault for putting her out there not knowing how to wrestle but yeah in july of 2016 eva started a fresh gimmick which involved her coming up with a fake uh, kind of fake unfortunate events in order to get herself out of having to compete in whatever match she was booked in uh this gimmick lasted a few weeks because it was fucking awful <laughs> in august she failed a wellness policy test for adderall uh, after failing to submit paperwork to wwe's medical team in time which led to a 30-day suspension over the next year she did basically nothing she certainly didn't wrestle her last ever televised match was a loss to page on the main event uh, sorry on main events not the main event on main events on the 14th of june 2016 her last wrestling match ever um she lost to becky lynch at a live event in indiana which took place on the 10th of july 2016 so she has not wrestled a match since the 10th of july 2016 me neither um, you never, yeah, exactly. You've not wrestled a match since even longer back than that, right? It's been a long time, yeah. Been a long ass time. In August 2017, even Marie announced that the, you know, she she announced the end of her successful stint in professional wrestling, declaring her to be finished with WWE, and that's it, really. She hasn't looked back since. Um, she hasn't. She's barely mentioned wrestling since she left. So that's a bit of background to Eva Marie. So I mean, yeah, in my opinion, she didn't get a fair shake of things. You know, she could have been. She could have been utilised a lot better. When you get someone who is naturally detestable, like even Marie, that sounds like a horrible thing to say, but I mean it in a good way. You know, you need to make the most of that. I mean, how many, how many, how many heels in wrestling do you can you name who genuinely got booed for being good heels? Brock Lesnar. Bro- Brock Lesnar, yeah. I mean, yeah, the Triple idea, H. Triple H, yeah, because that was the whole thing of him burying everyone but you know, <laughs> well, no, triple, triple h as a heel was fucking great well that, that's it because you get the cool heel persona don't you like when you when you're a really but, good heel the fans kind, love you kind of but like i i think that triple h had had that real like you love like you love to hate him you yeah. know he wasn't necessarily a cool heel he oh. but he, you just you wanted to punch him like he was so yeah. smug and ah oh, 
I think yeah, he's a he's a an exception that proves the rule. I think because I was thinking like Pete Dunne, like when Pete Dunne started in NXT or when he started in the British um, the tournament, the what was it called, the United Kingdom tournament, like he was a proper heel and people actually booed him. But now it's like he's a heel, but he's also a face because everyone just fucking cheers him wherever he goes because yeah. like, he still wrestles as a heel, he still does heel moves, but people just cheer him because he's now a cool heel. So yeah, it's it's hard to keep that momentum going when you're you know when you're genuinely hated. Um, so WWE did not make the most of Eva Marie, I think, and I've got, I've got a little pitch for WWE. You know, if they if they have a time machine, they can go back to 2016, 2017. I think I can help them out. I'm excited to hear it. Well, I'm gonna tell you it. So here's what I think should have happened. I'm gonna make some kayfabe right now. So the perfect time to bring Eva Marie back is when she's at her most hated NXT. So uh, the main thing we have to do to ensure her hate is that she's cheating to be all of NXT's favourites week after week. So, you know, expose her to the diehard NXT crowd and have her defeat all their heroes, you know, but by things like putting her feet in the ropes or having them disqualified, uh, you know, basically anything short of an actual legitimate victory. I reckon you only need maybe two months or so of that before the message is clear. Even Marie is detested by wrestling fans. So, by the way, at this stage as well, she's had training by Brian Kendrick. She's a better wrestler than she was in the main roster, um, you know, prior to prior to being demoted to NXT. So how do you bring Eva Marie back to the main roster? That's the question, Dylan. So bear in mind... The people who hate her the most are the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community. So they can't stand, they can't stand when someone is chosen to be the ultimate, the, the one who everybody shall fall to, especially when they're paired with and you know and they defeat talented wrestlers who are just there to make them look good. So we've seen it so many times. Most notably happened with John Cena, uh, who the fans shit on for ten years. It happened with Roman Reigns. It happened with you remember when Batista came back and, yep. and dared to win that Royal Rumble that Daniel Bryan wasn't even involved in. You know, fans fucking hate anyone who's pushed in that manner so that's what we're going to do to her we're going to push her we're going to stick her in a, a good old push have her beat basically everybody um but you know at the same time do you know what we're going to do to really to really piss off the marks we're going to associate even Marie with somebody who the fans really 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 like triple h yes triple h no not <laughs> triple h <laughs> very saturn Yes, Perry Saturn, exactly. There we go. The right to censor. The, so, the 2016 NXT roster was filled with so many indie darlings. So, the kind of wrestlers that Squared Circle and Reddit would rave about, you know, it was a, it was a stacked roster. You had, you had Finn Balor, you had Shinsuke Nakamura, you had American Alpha, who were so over. But despite them, I'm going to settle on a wrestler who I think the fans at the time loved more than any of them someone who the iwc would hate to see aligned with eva marie so for the sake of the story have you got any guesses actually from an angsty roster around that time who i've picked samoa joe uh nope someone who likes more than samoa joe like the ultimate baby face ultimate baby face nxt nxt ty dillinger think of like ska music ska music no way jose (laughs) what no does he come out to ska music? Sami Zayn. Oh, Sami Zayn. I was like, I was like, what's? Ska? And then I was like, oh, Sami Zayn. And then okay. Damn it, Dylan. Cut this bit out and make me sound really smart. Yeah. Sami Zayn. There we go. Oh, Sami Zayn. You guessed it first time, Dylan. Well done, man. Well, I'm just that smart. 
Well, you're a pretty smart guy. So, yeah, for the sake of the storyline, we're going to pair Eve Marie with Sami Zayn. So, the timing works out as well. They were both in NXT at the same time and both made their main roster debuts or, or re-debuts uh, at roughly the same time in 2016, early 2016. So, let, let's say it's let's say it's April 2016. So, Sami Zayn has just been defeated by a debuting Shinsuke Nakamura at the Dallas TakeOver, which proved uh, to be his NXT Swan song. He never did appear for NXT again after that. So, Time for him to come to the main roster. In real life, even Marie only made her re-debut on March 28th in, this, in some Total Diva segment. I don't know, I didn't really want to watch it. We started getting hype videos airing each week on Raw. So Sami Zayn is coming. You've got his funky ska entrance music in the background of each video. You've got him, you know, halluva kicking and blue thunder bombing people. Maybe even the highlights of his uh, his US title match against John Cena, where Cena had his weekly open challenge, which was awesome. The IWC are exploding with excitement, but nervous excitement because they're scared that WWE will probably do something to fuck up Sami Zayn, the main roster. You know, they've seen it before. Um, but by that point, WWE had fucked up, you know, a literal who's who of unavoidable making kayfabe episodes down the line. Um, they, they screwed up the Ascension, who are massively over in NXT. They made a mess of uh, Tyler Breeze, Emma, Kalisto. I'd even put Adam Rose in that list because the guy was like adored by NXT audience when he was there. My, my point is that... <clears throat> I agree with you on the, the Adam Rose. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah my, point, my point is, at, at the time, there was always kind of trepidation around the calling up of NXT favourites because... Uh, you know, WWE's awful history of making them insta-jobbers, basically. You know, they would come in, they would debut in the main roster and then they become, you know, absolutely nothing. I mean, there's even more examples. There's Apollo Crews and there's, God, who, who is it? The Vod Villains were one as well. And like, just off the top of my head, these these characters here who just did not make any any kind of impact in WWE, which they, when they really should have. But yeah, so... The promo's hyping up Sami Zayn. They've been running for weeks and weeks and weeks now, so blue balls are happening all over the IWC. Uh, finally, after what seems like forever, the debut is here, so Michael Cole and those two other guys in commentary hype it up big time. Sami Zayn is coming to Monday Night Raw. Uh, we managed to stay awake long enough to make it to the halfway point of the show, uh, avoiding the shit show that was WWE TV in April 2016. By the way, this was uh, roughly the same time when Triple H was the WWE champion and Shane McMahon came back to fight Undertaker and Hell in a Cell. Uh, so, dark days, dark days. Mm. So, yeah, then Sami Zayn's entrance music hits. How's his, how's his Scott entrance music go, Dylan? Like that? Exactly like that. Yeah, that, that's that's a pretty much <laughs> uh, So, yeah, trumpets, Scott dancing, all that shit. Uh, crowd going crazy. They can't believe Sami Zayn is finally here. What a moment. Oh, my God, this is awesome. You, de- blah, you deserve it, all this shit. And then he comes out onto the entrance ramp. Hand in hand with Eva Marie. <gasps> the fans boo. They love Sammy, but they hate Eva Marie. Sammy is is dancing his way down to the ring, you know, uh, slapping slapping the hands of fans, basically trying to do anything he can to get cheered. But it doesn't work. He's guilty by association. See, the fans aren't booing Sammy. They're booing Coach Vince McMahon in Coach, who obviously feels that Sammy needs Eva in order to get over. 
So Sammy and Eva get to the ring, still booze. Sammy has a yeah, then then Sammy has an awesome match against someone super talented like him. So like a Cesaro or a Tyson Kidd or someone like that. You know, it's the best, most exciting match. Um, you know, against against either Cesaro or Tyson Kidd or whoever, winning in the process as well. The fans can't help but cheer him during the match uh, because he's hitting all these awesome moves, like you know, his Haluva kick and his blue thunder bomb and that that spinny little tornado DDT thing he does through the ring post. You know, but yeah, he gets his hand raised in the end, and when Eva Eva joins him in the ring, you know, boo, you know, they just hate Eva far too much. So any cheers Sammy's in hand are gone because Eva reads back in the ring. She's uh, she's celebrating with him, and the fans just fucking hate it. So. Yeah, the weeks the weeks and months go on, so questionable things start start to happen. So uh, you know, it becomes apparent that Sami Zayn is legitimately in love with Eva Marie. Uh, you know, hopelessly in love. He's smitten. He he can't believe a girl as hot as Eva is interested in him. You know, a big old a big old ginger. So, <laughs> um, but at the same time, it becomes clearer and clearer that Eva Marie is trying to control and take. You know complete advantage of Sammy so um, on top of that she's actively you know she's enjoying the hate that she's receiving from the fans about aligning herself with Zayn so yeah she, she'll play into that too she'll milk it for all it's worth like get that hatred like just try and get as much hate as you possibly can so you know she starts doing she starts doing things to, to piss off the fans even more. So maybe she starts, uh, you know, retweeting all of the hate messages she gets on Twitter or, you know, have her get extra close to Sammy, you know, hanging onto his arm when they walk out and get, get a nice evil smirk on her face. So she knows she's doing this just to further her control of Sami Zayn and, and get the hate of the WWE universe. Um, you know, have her have her come out wearing the fucking El Generico mask. Like, because, you know, that will never, never appear in WWE. So that will piss everybody off because, you know, that ruins the whole El Generico storyline right there. But he's a, you know, he's an, uh, he's an orphanage and he's looking after, looking after children and all that. So, um, but yeah, Eva Marie's her end goal here is that through her alignment with Sami Zayn that she becomes the top diva in WWE. So maybe think of it as like a a, jo- a John and Yoko thing, you know, like everyone, mm-hmm. everyone loved John, but not everyone liked Yoko because she was well. I mean, a leech, I suppose, like uh, second-hand talented, that kind of thing. Uh, Eva, Eva starts manipulating Sammy into doing her bidding, so basically using him as a pawn to get herself to the top of the women's division. So, you know, eventually she's got full control over Sammy. Sammy will start, you know, he'll start sacrificing himself to Stephanie McMahon, demanding that Eva Marie gets a shot of the women's title or the Divas title, as it was called back then. Uh, fucking shite show. Uh, he, he'll, be, he'll start to act horrible towards other Divas in the locker rooms, so like reducing them to tears and um, basically being a big unconvincing bastard through Eva's influence um, because he'll do whatever she tells him to do so he's acting very much unlike Sami Zayn and the fans can see through that kind of thing they know he's not acting he's not actually like that it's just Eva telling him to do it so yeah Eva's going to start getting in the ring again so she'll start wrestling so you know by this point Brian Kendrick's probably worked his magic with her and you know taught her how to wrestle uh, and Sammy's going to start helping her win the matches so he will start tripping Eva's opponents when they're running the ropes and distracting the ref and all the heel manager stuff but you know well being a, a sympathetic babyface in the eyes of the fans so I mean after all he, he's doing this because he's in love you know he is it's a damn shame that the feeling isn't mutual and he's basically being used by Eva Marie so yeah she she doesn't love Sammy at all. You know, we'll start seeing we're gonna start seeing video clips every week of her 
acting suspiciously with other male superstars in the backstage area. So, you know, being overly flirty, um, you know, almost being caught in some compromising situations, but basically cheating on Sammy, you know, all of which is Sammy is totally blind to and doesn't know about it. But the fans do, you know, they, they start tweeting Sammy that Eva is, is cheating on him and he won't believe it. He just he just thinks they're jealous because he's got this hot girlfriend. You know, why can't they just be happy for him? That kind of thing and that kind of reaction. So. Sammy, he's still getting babyface reactions around the ring. So at this stage, after a few months of this going on, the fans want nothing more than to see Sammy turn on Eva Marie, you know, getting to the point where he cannot withstand any more of her shit. Eva is winning matches, but she isn't seen as a legitimate contender for the Divas Championship because Sammy is helping her win all of them. Uh, Sammy's also winning his fair share of matches, but, you know, legitimately winning them, you know, using his actual wrestling ability. So... Soon enough, the authority. Uh, remember the authority. I do very fondly. What a great time that was. What, what a great, not a dark days at all in wrestling. No, it was very, um, very fun times in wrestling that where every show started with a twenty-minute promo from Triple H. <laughs> but that's uh, how the old shows used to start in the Attitude Era. They always start with twenty-minute promo by the McMahon's or Triple H. So yeah, but it was always the same fucking promo. And oh god, I'm not even going to go into that. But yeah, the authorities start getting tired of seeing this happen week after week. So uh, you know, we become a fly in the wall where Stephanie McMahon and Triple H are discussing you know discussing it all in the backstage area you know they've been receiving complaints from the network who are getting comments about how Eva, Eva Marie should be you know fired for how she's treating Sammy and they're getting tweets and all sorts from their own fans about Sammy and Eva so yeah they're sick of it they're sick of hearing about it they they formulate a plan on how to deal with the situation uh, we don't hear it yet though we kind of you know the camera cuts away suspiciously so yeah Stephanie and Triple H invite Sammy and Eva down to the ring. So they speak back and forth all the while. Sam, sorry, Eva is holding Sammy's hand and the two are, you know, lovebirding all of that. That is until Triple H makes Sammy an offer. So Sammy is getting the offer, not Eva Marie. Sammy has to make the decision alone. So the choice is, yeah, Triple H gives him a choice of two things. So choice one, either... Triple H can strip the women's champion of her belt. So, by the way, it is now the women's championship in November 2016. Um, with the Divas, um, the Divas championship is no longer a thing. Uh, the women's uh, revolution and all of that. So, yeah, by this time, it's November 2016 and we are now on the women's championship. So, Triple H can strip the women's champion of her belt, which he is well within his power to do, and award the belt to Eva Marie right here, right now. Or... Triple H can propel Sami Zayn in the number one contender spot for the WWE Championship at Survivor Series. And by the way, Survivor Series 2016 was held in Sami's home nation of Canada at the Air Canada Centre, so he'd be getting his first ever WWE Championship match in front of his friends and family and thousands of adoring fans. So both can't happen. Sami has to pick one. And of course, he doesn't have much time to think about it, so he has to make his choice tonight. So we're already quite far into Raw, say an hour or so. So Sammy's got like a you know an hour, an hour and a half he's, to come to his decision. He's got another seven hours to make his decision. <laughs> These long ass Raws. Like, this is on the Raw pre-show, uh, three hours long, you know. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, Sammy goes backstage to think about it. Well, Raw rolls on. So after after every match and every segment, we see little snippets of Eva Marie turning it up to eleven and doing everything she can to convince Sammy to choose her becoming the women's champion, the thing that the thing that she wanted from the start. 
she'll she's been downright evil at this stage um you know not that she wasn't before but you know genuinely clutching at straws you know i'll finally come and meet your mother or like alluding to like sexual favors or whatever you know wb was very pg at this point so i don't know how far you can go in that direction but you, you get the you get the scene she's she's falling only slightly short of getting you know down on their knees and begging sammy for the deep for the, the the woman's title at this stage i'm so glad you said that she was getting down, so close to getting down on their knees and begging no, <laughs> that yeah, is I, not what i thought you were saying no no no, no, no. <laughs> this is a this is a pg show my friend <laughs> um yeah, it's not really we do a lot of swearing but hey um we, we bleep it out so um yeah we see a bit of that and then we tend to end the show triple h is now in the ring with stephanie calling sammy out to make his decision so sammy walks out to his standard happy sky entrance music but he ain't dancing he's hand in hand with eva Marie, who by the way has a massive cheshire cat grin in her face you know she is she is cheesing you know sammy meanwhile looks like he has just seen a puppy get hit by a car right in front of him so um you know the cameras get close up to their faces and the crowd start to boo loudly sensing you know what's going to happen then um, if, if even Ray's happy and sammy's not happy you're gonna you can you can kind of guess what's going to happen so sammy and eva enter the ring the triple h poses a question to sammy you know what are you going to do are you going to have the women's champion stripped of her title or are you going to take the WWE Championship match as a five series in front of your hometown fans? There's a bit of a pause where Sammy has a good old think about it to ensure that he's making the right decision. Sammy then steps over at Triple H and whispers in his ear. Triple H frowns and then announces for the women's champion to come to the ring. So for the sake of fantasy and and the mention of such a thing gives me kind of free reign to choose anyone I want within reason. Uh, let's say it's Bailey. So Bailey is the Raw Women's Champion at this stage. All right. Okay, I'm so, on board. I mean, you could have picked Perry Saturn, but I mean, yeah, and that was my second choice. But I thought Bailey would be. I mean, Perry Saturn wasn't in WWE at that point, but I mean. Oh, true. Uh, okay, well uh, then Bailey, Bailey makes sense. That's fair. If it, if it was, I would have. But I mean, that's that's just the mm. way of things. So yeah, Bailey comes out again, happy, cheery music, much like Sammy. But again, like Sammy, she looks like she's in the verge of tears. Um, she knows what's going to happen. So meanwhile, Eva Marie has the evilest of evil smiles on in the ring. You know, she can barely, she can barely contain her excitement. When Bailey steps into the ring, Eva Marie's eyes are fixated on the women's championship. Her eyes don't move from it. She she knows that she will become champion very soon, all because she played Sami Zayn like a fiddle. Triple H brings the microphone to his lips and then says, "Bailey, I'm afraid Sami Zayn has made his decision. I really wasn't expecting it to go, to go down like this, but as a man of my word, I'm afraid I'm going to go have to." And then Eva Marie grabs the microphone off him. She okay. grabs the microphone from Triple H. Stephanie McMahon stares daggers at Eva for having the goal to do such a thing. You know, tears are running down the cheek of Bailey. The championship, and it's it's her pride and joy. And she's worried. She's worked really hard for it, extremely hard to get it, and now it's going to be taken away because of the state of Eva Marie's moral compass. So Eva is screaming into the microphone, "Give me the title! Give me the belt! No, 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 no! Give me the belt! Give me the belt!" And that's it. Sami Zayn snaps. He grabs the microphone from Eva Marie and cuts a killer promo on her, one 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 that he's been practicing for months on end. So you and I both know that one. Sami Zayn is excellent at injecting raw emotion into his promos. You know he can he can get the fans feeling what he's feeling, uh, and this is going to be like the promo of his life. So 
he says that he is sick of Eva Marie's shit. You know, he's been he's been her puppy dog for for way too long and simply can't deal with her anymore. The crowds obviously are loving it. They're eating it up. Eva Marie has her mouth wide open, aghast. Uh, he tears Eva a new asshole pretty much with the promo and, and <laughs> announces that they are done as as a quote couple unquote. Yeah, he, he walks over to Bailey and gives her the biggest hug because Bailey's really into you know her hugging gimmick and all that right now. Plenty of emotion here. Excellent segment. Fans are loving it. Sammy then turns to Triple H and says, Triple H, give me AJ Styles. AJ Styles, of course, being the WWE champion in November 2016. And you know what? We can go ahead and end it there because it opens up so many possibilities. You now not only have a platform for Eva Marie to shoot off and become a superstar, but you've also got one for Sami Zayn too as he goes on to Survivor Series as the number one contender to AJ Styles WWE title. So for Eva Marie, you could take her in a a million directions. So maybe the the guy or guy she was cheating on uh, Sami with will come after him. You know, maybe she surrounds herself with uh, a faction of women and continued... Uh, and a continued need to become women's champion. Uh, maybe Triple H and Stephanie do a little heel turn and, and strip Bailey of the, the women's title anyway, uh, awarding it to Eva Marie. Maybe maybe they screw Sami Zayn in the process as well by making him jump through more hoops to get to the WWE title. But yeah, the point is, both characters are now have a strong base on the WWE Raw roster. Fans know who they are and they'll react to them, uh, which is half the battle these days, as we see the state of WWE television right now. So, um, yeah, what do you make of that? What if the person that Eva Marie was having an affair with was oh AJ Styles? Oh, right. I thought you were going to say Paris Saturn. Yeah, but... I, knew, I know you did. But, <laughs> yeah, well, but then, like, Sami Zayn's going into this big match, and then right before like the match starts, Eva Marie comes out and is like, I've been having an affair, you motherfucker. And it's with that guy. And she points at AJ Styles. And then Sami Zayn is like, he's like really angry, but he's also really confused and he doesn't know what to do. And then AJ Styles take advantage. And then you could have like AJ Styles and Eva Marie together. And then after a while, Styles, because they're both heels, but like Styles eventually like realizes that she's toxic and she's very selfish. Mm. And he doesn't like that because as a heel, he is also very toxic and selfish. And is like, no, it's all about me, not about you. Yeah, so they then they have, out. yeah. So yeah, you know what? It's it's got it's got legs. It's got different uh, angles and stuff like this. I really like the way that like you developed both Sami Zayn and Eva Marie because you have them in there and they both have very clearly defined like character traits mm. but you give them enough time to breathe and to show off that and to grow as like those specific characters because then it gets the people invested in those characters and you didn't you know so like that's good character development something you don't see too often these days and you've devoted the right amount of time Mm. to these characters something you don't really see these days and you didn't just immediately try to get them over with like some kind of championship reign well that's it as well it's 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 one of these things that WWE just doesn't do these days long long-term storytelling so yeah. this and and the, what i've got here it starts in april and it ends in november you know so from april to survivor series basically so you've got plenty of draws between then you've got pay-per-views you've got all these things and like right. you can use that to build this whole thing it doesn't have to be a Sami Zayn comes in and wins the WWE championship on day three that kind of thing you know it's, exactly uh, you build it because like no one knows who Sami Zayn is at that point no one in the kind of uh, you know, none of the WWE universe knows who Sami Zayn is. Like Smart Marks will know, but but yeah, you establish him as a, a genuine threat. So he's winning matches. You know, he's clearly an awesome wrestler. He's putting on exciting matches. You know, he's the he's a highlight of the show. 
Eva Marie is, uh, you know, she's cheating in all her matches and, and beating people, but, you know, by, by by disqualification or putting their feet in the rope or whatever, than just being a big, big old, a big old nasty, nasty heel, basically. And it yeah. gives them both time to develop their characters until you get to the, the payoff, which is Ratchet Survivor Series, um, where there wasn't even a WWE title match, by the way. There wasn't a WWE title match on that show. Yeah, it's like the perfect time to do it in front of Sami Zayn's hometown crowd like in uh, Montreal, I believe it was. So, um, yeah, like, why not? Like, why not do that? And then, but hey, like, exactly, can't, can't be done man. now. You know, like, I think that that's a very well-developed kind of storyline because you, you've you've thought it out pretty well. Mm. I mean, I like it. So, you know, I, I'm going to say this. Good job, Bryce. You Thanks, did Dylan. Good. You did a good that, job. Man. I actually, that was, yeah, like, in all seriousness, that was very well put together. I liked it. And again, like I said, it's the kind of stuff that you kind of want them to do more of, like, to be consistent with people's pushes and to make it clear who these characters are mm. and to give them, like, real character traits. Yeah. Instead of just making them, like, goofy fucking bullshit artists, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, since since leaving wrestling, Eva Marie, uh, she's appeared on Celebrity Big Brother in the States. And that's pretty much it, to be honest. Like, did she, did <laughs> she win? Uh, I don't think so. She she oh. thinks she got eliminated quite early. Um, but yeah, if you, if you check her out, if you check her out on Instagram, she seems to be getting pretty well into her fitness. Uh, lots of lots of photo shoots, lots of, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet yeah. you checked her out yeah. on Instagram, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, lots of photos, lots of workout videos, and and lots of creeps commenting in the comment section of literally mm-hmm. any of her photos. It's uh really sad to see, but that's the internet for you. It's fucking weird. That's it. But hey, do you want to play a game? Oh yes, Bryce, I would love to play a game. What What's game your... would you like us to play? I would What's like your... to play WF Attitude. <laughs> All right. Well, how about instead of WF Attitude, we play Kayfabe Tombola? That's an equally good idea. Hey, hooray! So it's everyone's favourite game, Kayfabe Tombola. So uh, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, probably all those Eva Marie fans uh, out there who tuned in specifically for this episode, (laughs) uh, Kayfabe Tombola is a little game that Dylan and I play each week uh, after we've discussed the main story of the episode. So I've got four characters from professional wrestling and I have four situations numbered 1 to 4 and lettered A to D in random order. Uh, my friend Dylan will choose a number letter combination, so i.e. 4A to B, and he'll have only 60 seconds to come up with the best or most ridiculous storyline with the situation he's been given. So Dylan, do you want to hear what's on tap or do you want to give me your pick or what do you want to do this time? I kind of want to, like, I want to pick and then, yeah. you t- and then you can tell me, like, what I missed out on. Go for it. Should we do that? Because I, I like that idea. Go for of, it. It's more suspense, you know? Let's see. I'm going to pick 2A. 2A. All yeah. right. Oh, that's going to be a good one as well. That's, that's, this one actually makes a little bit of sense. So I'll tell you, tell you who you could have had. Yeah. So in the names, you could have had Shorty G, Chad Gable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed out on Shorty Gable. You could have had Headbanger Mosh. Hey. Or you could have had Headbanger Viscera. Oh, of course. I mean, I could have made that work. You, you, you chose none of these. You chose the Sandman. Oh, I love the Sandman. There we go. So, and what is it? What'd you pick to? Uh, I can't remember. Two A. Was it two A? Fucking, I think so. All right. It was. It was two A. Right? Because so, that's just, yeah. Got it. So, all right. Here's what you could have had. So you could have had Sandman. 
loses a championship match to Vince Russell. <laughs> okay. You could have had Sandman adopts the Sin Cara gimmick. Oh man, I wish I got that one. You could have had Sandman declares himself European and reactivates the European Championship. <laughs> okay. But what you actually had, and I'm looking forward to this one, Sandman becomes the next Paul Heyman guy after defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Oh my god. How the fuck does Sandman end up at WrestleMania with Brock Lesnar? That is the question. Oh, I can tell you. Well, like, can I just say that I, I would also, like, I started coming up with ideas about the Sin Cara one. Yeah. Because I really love that. But, okay, I think I can do this. Just imagine, like, a drunk Sin Cara. <laughs> I, I, I imagine uh, Sandman... Watching even more. <laughs> Sandman stealing Sin Cara's mask and just wearing it when he's drunk. <laughs> and then everybody thinks he's Sin Cara because he's wearing the mask outside. And you know, in Mexican tradition, you never without your mask. So the guy wearing the mask must be Sin Cara, right? But he's drunk and he's making a mess. <laughs> Oh man, if only if only you'd picked. Well, I just I just that. did it there now, so now I can make well, room for this. All right, my friend, are you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna get 60 seconds on the clock. So the theme is Sandman becomes the next Paul Heyman guy after defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Dylan, your time starts oh. right fucking right. now. So Brock Lesnar's the champion. He's been champion for a long time. Nobody can beat him. John Cena, John Cena again. Uh, the Miz, nobody can beat him. All the all the classics, all the greats. So he's uh, coming up to Royal Rumble, and who's gonna win the Royal Rumble to fi- fight Brock Lesnar? Who could it be? Surprise entrant! It's the Sandman. He comes in, he's drunk, and he's very very coked up. He's got a lot of drugs in the system, and he's like, <laughs> I can give a fuck. And he's just like knocking people out left and right. It doesn't like he starts attacking people on the way to the ring. He waits outside the ring before he enters, attacks everybody before they get into the ring. So then whenever he does make his entrance, he's like the last guy there. He <laughs> makes a big steam. He uh, wins the World Rumble, headlines against Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar's like, I don't give a fuck about this guy. Then he turns up at WrestleMania to fight Sandman. Left. And then he realizes that the Sandman is fucking unkillable. You literally cannot kill the Sandman. So the Sandman's like, what else you got, brother? Where's out Brock Lesnar from Ten just seconds. fatigue and exhaustion? And Brock Lesnar fiends, Sandman just pins a one, two, three, drinks a beer, and um, throws the beer can away. And nice. he's champion. That was that was a minute. That was a minute. I'll take that. Can I just preface this by saying that the Sandman is fucking unkillable because there are stories of like in ECW where like Sandman after a show or before though it was before a show he got really fucked up and he died. Yeah, I heard that. Like he was. I think Tommy Tommy Jimmer like thought Tommy he was Jimmer definitely and, dead. And like he was like warning yeah. him and stuff. <laughs> they were they just threw him in the car and then they dropped him off at the hospital and then drove away. And he was in the hospital. They revived him. And then he got out of hospital and went to the show, wrestled a match <laughs> <laughs> after being in the hospital for being dead. And I'm like, <laughs> for being dead. <laughs> and I'm like, that motherfucker is invincible. Brock Lesnar ain't beating that fuck. <laughs> What'd you go to the hospital for? Like, for being dead? <laughs> like a drug overdose. But he, like, you know, like, <laughs> he, he got better. Um, maybe the whole thing is that he did actually die but because he was so coked up and on so many drugs and having so many beers that it, it basically reanimated him so yeah. he's like zombie sandman right now yeah maybe it's that, i like, like the idea that like he did so many drugs that he is definitely dead but yeah. his body was just like I, I can't i have to keep going <laughs> yeah biologically he is dead but he is on a, a fucking 30 year high right now yeah <laughs> like on autopilot just he ain't coming down like <laughs> And he wins the Royal Rumble and he beats Brock Lesnar. 
and becomes a Paul Heyman guy. I love it. Yeah. So there you go. That was a good one. I like that. Uh, that, was, that was that's probably the best possible choice you could have got from those actually, apart from the Sankara thing. Sankara but, one was yeah. a lot of fun too. When are you gonna pick Viscera? I can you believe I keep dodging Viscera? How many is that now? Is that that's that's four four episodes you, now? You you've been dodging Headbanger Thrasher. I mean, I have been dodging Headbanger Thrasher like. You haven't got him once, man. Not once. So yeah, we need to need to work on that. Maybe maybe next week I'll make it like your choices are Viscera. Big Daddy V, Mabel, and um, Visser again. Visser again. He's got a hat on, and like it's hat Viscera. Like whoa. Yeah. Or like headbanger Viscera, or oh uh, yeah, Viscera Dudley, or you know any of these things that I've had in the last couple of weeks. But all right, time for plugs. Um, we are making kayfabe on Twitter. Send us a little tweet. Uh, give us some feedback in the show. Maybe you'd book even Marie differently. Maybe you'd choose someone other than Sami Zayn to be her pawn in the story. Uh, if you followed us, that would be great. Again, it's at Making Kayfabe on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Tell you what would be really good too. Give us a good review on iTunes. Subscribe to our episodes on whatever podcast app you use. We'll have new episodes for you guys. Um, every you know, fucking week, man. Every single week. Uh, you know, you name it. You name a week, we'll be there. <laughs> you, um, name, you name any week. We know what week that is. We'll make an episode for it. Exactly. It's probably going to be on Paris Saturn. It's probably going to be right to censor, but Paris we'll fucking beat you there, man. So, yeah, we're also, we're also on Gmail. Uh, if you have any um, ideas for things you want to hear for future episodes, if you have an idea you want to hear us flesh out uh, and tell one week, you can you can reach us at making fake, ma- making fake Abe. <sighs> at makingkfabe at gmail.com. If Dylan and I like it, uh, one of us will take it on board and run with it. Um, but tell you what, even if we don't use it, we'll reply to you because, you know, we appreciate every damn yeah, email we get. So, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know what we think and all that. We'll... We really want to know, like, we would love to hear, like, other people's kind of takes on the stuff we do, like, every week, you know, like, how, exactly like you said, Brett, like, how would somebody else book even Marie, you know? Yeah. Love to hear that stuff, you know? Exactly. There's so many different ways you can do it. So, like, so many different twists and things that can happen. So, yeah, we'll happily, like, if, if you get in touch, we'll read them out in a future episode and that kind of stuff as well. Maybe we can have a yeah, little session. Maybe, maybe we'll do, like a, like, a future episode where, like, we take some of the, you know, viewer suggestions and, and do a little little one from them you know we'll take yeah. a the board and go back and forth and do a little get the get the listeners involved you know because we love you guys totally yeah and like, send in your making yeah uh, take to send in your kayfabe tombola uh picks as well because you know we need more i'm running out of things for viscera to do at this point i really am so uh <laughs> you know we need we need more more things but uh, that's been episode seven of making kayfabe so we're back to dylan next week and dylan i'm sure you've got a hell of a doozy for us uh, you got any clues for next week at all? Yes, I don't think it's going to be the right to censor. It's not right to censor. I mean, it might be, but I don't think it will be. All right. That's, 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 be. It's that's, a 50-50 that's, 50 chance. That's a pretty damn good clue. So uh, I don't know who... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know who it is. So, um, But yeah, until next week, I've been Bryce, he's been Dylan, and keep it kayfabe, my friends.